Hello and welcome back to the Popcorn for Dinner podcast. And welcome to this newly merged CPS and FX Super Desk. Today, we're going to talk about the season 2 finale of the industry. And joining me one last time at Pierpoint. Can he do it on a wet and rainy night in Stoke? You fucking know he can! It's A-R-N-Down! Hey, how are you doing today? Good, man. I'm sad. Final episode. Yeah. Oh. Do you know what I'm I just kept on rewinding when I was watching it. I was like, I don't, I don't want it to end. I don't, I don't want it to end yet. I just keep on going minus 10, minus 10, minus 10. Oh. Yeah, this is... It's actually so wild that it's been, it's been two months. Like, eight weeks. I, I'm actually like, yeah. Has it really been eight weeks? Really? Already? Well, I mean, eight episodes. Wow. That's crazy. <laughs> it is crazy. It's quite crazy. Okay, before we go into industry itself, do you want to, do you have any things from the Emmys you want to either shout out, give love to, talk about, any grievances you have? You know, I'm, happy, I'm, I'm happy you brung it up. <laughs> I'm happy you okay. brung that up. Back yes. Then. Like, I don't know. I was just, the Emmys were so underwhelming. Wasn't the, the winners? Yeah. Well, in terms of surprise? Yeah, no, I wasn't surprised at anything and even the surprises I didn't like. <laughs> like who? <laughs> <laughs> you know the one. I actually don't think I know the one. Really? This is weird. Yeah. I didn't think Squid Game would win for directing. Oh, and you didn't like that? Uh, yeah, no, 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 of course I didn't like that. There was an obvious remember? winner. There was an <laughs> obvious winner. Dude, dude. There was an obvious winner. I'm obviously laughing. Nobody knows I'm laughing, but like, yeah, you yeah, get no so triggered. So, I don't know. You get so triggered. <laughs> Talking so, about season so three finale of, of Succession. Story, Banky brought up a stupid question. That last, no, last stop week. saying it like this. When That's we not what happened. And I got into this tirade about how season three episode, the last, the finale of mm-hmm. season three of Succession is one of the best episodes of television of all time. It's top two, and I don't. Nobody's know arguing with you. I love. I don't understand. I love Succession. I'm not okay. arguing this with so you. So that's why you're laughing because I'm. I got I got really triggered again. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> when when that episode did. Oh, happen. when it happened, I, I was like, yeah. I mean, luckily, Jesse Armstrong won for that won for that episode, writing that episode. Yeah. But I mean, like we've discussed this before. In terms, was it just in voting how White Lotus? Like, there's a lot of oh, this was this show was a phenomenon. We liked it a lot, and we're just gonna vote for it. I thought it was gonna win best drama the way it was moving. Oh. That would have that would have really really like triggered me but yeah um, i might have i might have blocked you <laughs> as for you <laughs> why is that you and the popcorn am i responsible <laughs> no but you were the you were the one retweeting the winners onto my timeline <laughs> <laughs> and it was annoying look i'm sorry i just had to do i had oh. to do work well if you want to be podcast i had to do the work on the platform <laughs> no, I'm, I, I wasn't i wasn't very happy i mean kudos to them they, they did a good job yeah i mean like it's not it's not the it's a good show like yeah did it was it better than succession no, no. but it's a good show I mean I guess it depends on how you want to do it again I guess the argument could be oh succession is going to win best drama let's let's. it goes on to the thing we had a bit of the Oscars like what is what are the Emmys for are the Emmys to reward the best or like to maybe sometimes highlight some shows that might not otherwise get some love you highlight them by nominating them because they've done good work look yeah, I'm not just like Pierpoint I want to believe in a meritocracy <laughs> I don't. I don't want us to be doing. There's no pity stuff here. No. I like, mean, anyway, that was yeah. not the best episode of TV directed last. No, they shouldn't be winning that. And I think then seeing the like seeing the winners, 
mm-hmm. really like dredged up the hurt I felt <laughs> about some of the best shows. Just shout it out. Mini. Under the banner of heaven. That's, that's, what, that's what you're talking about. And we own this city. Oh, let's we not talk this, about that. That was, that was too depressing. That was zero nominations. Out? Oh, man. Let's not talk about we own this city. The Emmys are sham. They've lost all credibility in my eyes. Um, that Look, that was Bernthal's win. I mean, I haven't watched Dope Six. I'm not going to talk about Michael Keaton's performance. I've watched Dope Six. I loved... Oh, no, I loved Dope Six. And I loved yeah. Michael's, Michael Keaton's performance in Dope Six. Although, I don't think he was even the best. He didn't give the best performance in that show. Like Caitlin Dever did the best work in that show. Yeah, I think she was limited. I think she was limited. Another, another, like what? Anyways, I mean, my look. I don't want. Yeah, I, I don't want to be the hater, or whatever. I, I mean, look, Julia Julia Garner has was always great on Ozark. Always, Ruth was always great on Ozark. Three Emmy wins back to back to back is a bit ridiculous. It's. Considering like the quality we had on display on TV this year is ridiculous, and then for us to have these winners, I mean, again, no disrespect to the winners, but you weren't the best. But it's cool. <laughs> Barry got shut out, and I, I don't. I know you don't watch Barry, but I don't watch Barry. Sorry. What they did this season was was different level. Like there's an episode where you hear that director just like seven ten and it's just different level. But look, whatever. Um, I didn't actively hate any of them, and Abbott Elementary got some love, which was nice. So. Um. Yeah, <laughs> this was no one. I thought you were gonna like. Oh, it's cute that Quinta Brunson won. I didn't think you were gonna. Don't give a fuck. Don't give a fuck. She was always gonna win, and that's a good win. Yeah. Yeah. Um. But, no, the anger I felt. The anger I felt was ridiculous. I was. Did actually, you like Squid Game? Oh no, I loved Squid Game. Okay. Didn't I tell you best. to watch Squid Game? I don't. No, I don't think so. Or like. I think we spoke about it and you were like, oh yeah, I'm going to watch it. Or watched oh yeah, because I don't, I don't, I don't watch it when it was hype. So I wanted yeah, to calm down. Yeah, so I think I, 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 yeah, I remember talking to you about it. Mm-hmm. Anyways, it's cool now. Let's talk about what okay. is currently the best show on TV. That was meant to be like two minutes. I didn't think it was going to get to 10 minutes of talking about <laughs> You triggered me again. Uh, okay, let's talk about industry. A genuinely... Look, can I just say something? Obviously, I was watching the Emmys live. And obviously, it came out. It was happening on Monday, which is the same day industry comes out in America. And Mihala was tweeting about like the industry episode. I was just like, man, next year you you really need to be in this hall. You need to be at the Emmys next year. Like I don't, I, like no, none of that, that would be me. What you just had would be me, but for an entire episode. <laughs> this is like, look, look. First episode, first season, whatever. It goes under the radar, but second season, like these guys really need to get the love. I hope they do. Season finale industry, season two, episode eight, titled Jerusalem, written by co-creators Mickey Down and Conrad Kay, and directed by Isabella Eckloff, Aya's dream team. Quickly, before we even go into talking about the characters, but the episode starts off with a meeting with uh, Nomura and DVD, the meeting with Nomura that DVD set off from last episode. Look, it's a good meeting, but it's something that caught my eye immediately. It was just like the wording that Eric was using in that meeting. I think he talks about how they were gutted. And he talks about how he would murder their old team. I was like, mm. this is just very aggressive wording, Eric. This is very violent. Um, but yeah, Nomura is intrigued by them. Actually, if they're coming with Bloom, actually only if they're coming with Bloom, mm-hmm. then they drop the bombshell that they would need to relocate, the four of them, to, to New York. And Harper and Eric clearly don't take that well. Speaking of Harper, we mentioned in episode six about her obvious like lack of relation when DVD tells her that she's going to be bringing up to mothership in New York. Mm-hmm. 
And then I like that this episode they get to build up on that and she outrightly says it to, to Eric that going back to New York would be would be a failure. Um or rather a defeat those were her words. Anyways, from that moment in the Nomura meeting, you can almost see the gears turning behind her head um at a bar after the meeting while DVD and Rishi are celebrating. Eric and Harper are kind of like licking their wounds unbeknownst to the the other the other two. Yeah. Do you have anything you want to say about this part, like this first part of the episode? Uh regards to Harper. There was there was some terrific ADR there. Oh, incredible. They're only my they're only my like extra lines. Like oh oh incredible. There was some terrific ADR there. So I don't I don't even blame them for not noticing that the Harper and and um, uh, Eric Eric were not were not happy because they were having they were having a conversation. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anyway, but yeah, later that day Harper goes home obviously and goes meets her and he's giving kind of like the morning off and she finds out through from him that the anti-competition inquiry has been cancelled and Amazon's purchase of Fast is going to go ahead and what does our favourite impulsive American do? <laughs> she goes straight to Bloom <laughs> with Bloom. the information um, yeah and Bloom seems to dismiss her apparently. I don't even think that that was even like impulsive I think it was like she was like oh finally there was something there's something I can take to him you know it's not yeah, like, that wasn't on a whim. I think she was looking for it. Oh yeah, I guess it wasn't a whim. But do you think if she thought about it multiple times, she would have still done it? Yes, a hundred percent. Inside that, anyway, yeah, I guess she was. She didn't really have options. Her back was against the wall. Yeah, her back was against the wall. I think she's she's. I mean, she was careful in air quotes. Yeah, in how she said it, like when mm-hmm. she did it. So, like, I don't. I'm under no illusions. I'm sure. Um. Yeah, and then Bloom kind of seems to dismiss her apparently not wanting to act on inside that information that can be very clearly traced. Like it's not yeah. it's it's a straight line. It's very it's two stops. It's not even difficult to figure out where it came from. And then she goes to Pierre Points to meet Eric and then finance happens. <laughs> Just a quick run through of what happens. Jesse texts Harper while he's live on air to buy Reich and stocks but he's, because he's about to talk an anti corruption inquiry into existence thereby making his fast aid short profitable and also making money on the Rikan stocks that he already has and that he will buy. Um, so he decides to yeah go ahead and trade on instant information, but just on his own terms. <laughs> and when it's all said and done, Harper looks like she like she's just killed someone. Like the, the look of worry on her face is I mean we'll talk about Mihala's performance a bit later towards the episode, but I think here we just have to like I think this sequence, like the acting here, it's like yeah, it's just like the first thing I, th- I thought of was like um, Kendall post killing the kid in season one. It's just like oh, you can yeah. see, you can just see it on her face. Um, yeah, any thoughts on that before? Because I have something I want to talk about with that. Eric's, I think Eric's reactions or like Eric and Harper's interactions throughout this episode were hmm. interesting to me because his reaction there was not what I was expecting. Like after she came back. Yeah, like mm-hmm. when she came and she, he was like, oh, you look like you've just witnessed infanticide or something like that. <laughs> of all crimes to go to. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was also like a theme I thought was going through this episode. There was a lot of, um, there was a lot of that. But yeah, we can touch, touch on that. But a lot of what? Infanticide? Not infanticide, but like there was a lot of, uh, how do I put this? There was a lot of like parental child oh, okay. like, dynamics okay. throughout the, throughout the episode i think because That's, bloom okay. even calls like when he's doing the texting he's texting Harper. he calls her his son 
well, his kid. He's like, oh, his I'm protecting kid, my kid. We're really yeah. close. And then he looks directly in the camera. And then yeah. there was the there was the Icarus reference, which is also you know story about a father. Oh wow! And then and then there's the thing with God, where he's like, I'll be proud of you as well. Exactly. And then, exactly. Obviously, the Robert. What stepping on points we can talk about? Obviously, the Robert and yeah. um, Nicole thing. Obviously, and then the Yaz. <laughs> Yaz. Diana is pregnant. Oh, see, I Oh wow, yeah. that was yeah. And then another thing that plays into the theme: the premiere episode of this season is called "Daddy." Oh shit! I mean, yeah, because genuinely, this has been obviously a season about parents and everything. But like the fact that you're right is all coming to to a head in the finale. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. I did not think. I did not actually not think about that. Yeah, I don't know. Smart writing, man. But yeah, I felt like there was a whole theme of of parental child relationships or like even like legacy which yeah which is something we'll talk about when, when we get to and just, also harper calls eric dad later in the episode oh yes she, she does oh my god that's yeah this is i'm watching tv you're watching watch tv out. you're watching tv <laughs> I, I i thought <laughs> i was just really just really um distracted by the fact that succession didn't win best directing for a drama series but you were focused you were focused on uh, uh, on this episode <laughs> do you know what i'd watched this episode before the Emmys. oh before the Emmys. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and nothing about legacy. I want to talk about it. just a bit of in case you want to skip, guys. We're gonna talk about the last episode of this episode at the end of this episode, just because we, that deserves its time. Mm-hmm. And I'll talk about that. So on second watch, I and I don't know again if it's me just trying to look for the better nature of Harper, but I got the impression that maybe she didn't know he wouldn't like, or rather, I believed that she didn't know he would go this far. He being being Bloom, I believe that too. Okay. That he, she just thought, okay, he would stump out of his, yeah, yes. And when he texts her, she just think, okay, maybe he's gonna like talk up the Riken stuff, Riken, which yeah. is what she told him to do. Obviously, episode, I think that was episode six. Yeah, she doesn't know that he's gonna talk up Riken and also talk down fasted and also talk into existence and anti inquiry, <laughs> uh, anti competition inquiry. So yeah, I think okay, one same one same boat because I just thought like okay, she didn't maybe she didn't actually believe that he was gonna go this far into into what he was doing. Um. Yeah, and then leads us to one of the big turning points of Harper's of Harper's episode, which is quite proactive, is the meeting with the meeting between Harper and Eric and Adler. First of all, Mickey and Cormac, if for some reason you listen to this, just put an Adler meeting every season finale. Just go ahead and do that. I was gonna say that <laughs> he's really good. Just, he's just a go really good character, and I just oh, he just wants to know how, how. Yeah, I love how like. <laughs> So to talk about the meeting, so they mm-hmm. they are trying to plot on how they're going to stay in London, right? And mm-hmm. they, well, they being Eric, um, slots in a meeting with Adler. And now that they think that they have Bloom's ear back, or they think they have Bloom for sure, mm-hmm. they go to Adler to sort of twist his arm and make him keep them in particular. Eric wants to set up a new team, I guess that will be based in London. Yeah. And will allow him to basically do CPS, but on a bigger scale, but with mm-hmm. less people. So they take home more money. Um, I love the scene, man. It was, I think it was one of my favorites in the episode. Adler is too good because <laughs> the scene starts off and he's like, what the hell are you guys doing here? And then they start talking and he was like, hmm, do the numbers make sense? Yeah. And I love that. 
Like immediately she's like, oh, I represent Broom and he's your fucking business. She's like, oh, okay, does numbers make sense? Like, and I was like, ah, I don't think numbers work, but if you cut out these people, like, oh, okay, okay, I can, I can make it work. It's just like, again, it's just, there's business. Once there's business involved, business. which is another thing I want to talk about later in the episode. Um, but yeah, Harper does something. She throws DVD and reaches under the bus. And what I liked about this was like, it was a surprise to Eric. You can see that Eric was like, yeah, he paused. Do you actually want to do this? Or obviously he just has to go with, with the, he, she's made the play. He has to go with it. A young person's game. A young person's game. Yeah. And then obviously they then throw in a little blackmail just to stop it all off. Threatening Adler that they could expose the fact that he's covering up HR mosquitoes in his, in his word. <laughs> I think that whole, the whole scene of them trying to pressure Adler killed me. Like his responses in particular killed me because the first time, Eric's like, we should do this. And Adela's like, well, I don't respond well to pressure from below. From which is a great line. So incredible. It's I loved it so line. much. And a I... wonderful line reading. It's so good. Like, it could stop at, I don't really respond to pressure. Full stop. But like, from below, it's just from beautiful. Below, it's like, it's what are beautiful. you talking about? <laughs> and this is the guy that hired you. <laughs> Fuck, man. It's so good. And then, and then they bring up, oh, HR. Um, Nicole's been touching women. And Harper is like, oh, I'm going to testify to that. And he's like, <laughs> so he, like, this is a poxy threat. He, was, he called it a poxy threat. And I had to look up that word because I'd never heard it before. What does it mean? Like, weak. Oh. Just like, weak. <laughs> weak. He's like, come up with your... <laughs> I was like, man, go ahead. Go, go off, Adler. Go, go off, Bill, Bill Adler. Willie Adler. Uh, Willie. They call him... <laughs> so in the beginning of the episode, DVD refers to him as William P. Adler, <laughs> which killed me. <laughs> and then... At the beginning of this meeting, Eric says, Willie. <laughs> and that also killed me. Uh, but yeah, um, that's where that scene ends. And I mean, obviously, I spoke about it last week where I expected an- another betrayal. Uh, I just felt like there was and something else. Yeah. Yeah. And we also kind of theorized at the beginning of the season, didn't we, that it was going to be, it could probably be Harper and Eric versus DVD. Um, let's talk about, let's talk about Rishi, Rishi and Harper. Wait, what? Wait, first of all, <laughs> explain why that reaction. That's a very why that reaction. Keep, keep going, keep going. I, I, I don't know if I, I was just gonna like, first of all, I was gonna be like, she was at his wedding, so like, we, we, we were wrong on that. Yeah, we were. But I was gonna talk about like them getting the poison out, but like, what is it? What is the thing Disgusting. that gave you that? I think that was. That was the most uncomfortable I've been this whole season of it. Why? Why is that the thing that broke you? I was so uncomfortable. Banky, I'm just on his wedding eve. Oh, you believe in love? I just don't really like cheaters, Banky. I'm no. Sorry. Uh, look, this is, we're not pro cheaters. I'm just saying, like, this is industry. It sounds like, like you are <laughs> no, pro I'm cheating, Bankole. <laughs> I just <laughs> feel like when in Rome, I feel like this is the show that they, they told us they are. Why is this the thing that is breaking you? Ah oh, man, I was just so, I was just really, really disappointed. I was a little disgusted. So what are you who? Both of them? Any of like Yeah, both of them. Oh okay. But more Rishi, because he's the one doing the cheating. Uh-huh. And I mean, like, I theorized that Harper was doing it because, you know, she just fucked him, so you know. <laughs> let him get to fuck her, I guess. <laughs> I know. I think she wanted I think she's always wanted to do that as well. To give Rishi, really? Yeah. I, Harper doesn't I don't think Harper those two things are so separate to her. I don't think, like, fair, fucking fair. and, like, all You're that right. is, like, yeah, I don't... Like, she wants to do coke with him. Like, she, like, if she really felt any kind of guilt, which I guess she does, because she says she's happy in the end. Like, she, she was relieved. Just, she, yeah, relieved. <laughs> relief like, she is have, different from yeah, I guess. happiness. She'd have run away immediately. He, like, 
like mainly um Rishi Make came in like yeah. was done, right? I yeah. think she wanted to fuck him and like like yeah so I mean I'm not <laughs> I'm not pro that sequence I'm not like this is a good thing that happened just like this, this industry nothing here is like this is not what's gonna break me <laughs> I was really upset I'm not gonna lie <laughs> Rishi man. um I expected more from him I mean him kissing her immediately after saying this is what I should be doing about his marriage mm-hmm. is just like I don't know. It's shave level of 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 actions to me. It's like I, I don't. It's, just, it's bad. It's bad. But also, he's probably marrying him. I'm marrying marrying to a YouTube family. I don't know. Maybe maybe Diana deserves it. No, she doesn't. Maybe she does. I don't know. She might be a terrible person. She might. Maybe she's a racist. I don't know. Also, I was surprised that they got married in a church. I didn't think Rishi was Christian. Uh, British, I guess. Fair. I think it's her. I think this is really her. I think all this is like her. Her family, white British, whatever. Um, I was going to talk about this, talk about this later, but this is why here. Did you catch the cameo at the church? No. Oh, what was the cameo? Mickey was one of his best men. Oh, Juno, I didn't see that. Yeah, <laughs> Mickey's right behind him. I didn't notice. I was focused on Yasmin and Harper. <laughs> okay. Speaking of, let's talk about Yasmin. Um, no, we haven't finished Harper's story yet. I yeah, that, the rest is the end. I will keep that to the later. Okay, fair, fair. Yeah. Um, I, if, if we talk about the end now, everybody just clock up. Nobody will finish the podcast. <laughs> That's how much faith I have that they, they like li- listen to my voice. Um, let's talk about Yasmin while we still have them on the hook. The way I read it was that Yasmin's, well, Yasmin's guilt about her father's action, but also in, mainly in my opinion, her guilt about her reaction to Venetia. To Venetia, yeah. Yeah, is eating at her. And she tells Celeste that they, i.e. Celeste and Yasmin, need to stop representing men. Like, in which Celeste drops an incredible anecdote about supporting people of, about working for people, supporters of Epstein, which is just like, okay, Celeste, this is not supporters, bro. Clients. Clients, rather. I'm like, that is who Celeste is, which is fair enough. Okay. Yeah, Yeah, like, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, yeah. Um, it reminded me of, um, Inside Man, the Spike Lee film with Denzel, in which Jodie Foster kind of plays a fixer. And like they just randomly drop the fact that she's um looking for an apartment for one of Bin Laden's nephews. Like just like that is who she is. This movie came out like oh five, I think, oh six inside man, so it's like he's fresh. It would have been fresh. Yeah, it's fresh. <laughs> Fair. Um but yeah, um Yasmin tells Celeste that he to stop working for this kind of or working with this kind of men and Celeste tells her to grow up, essentially. Basically, yeah. And I have the quote that Celeste says here, which I really, really love. It was like do you want to operate within the system and be successful or do you want to dream you can change it and be left behind? Mm. And I love it because it's so different from what we normally hear. Like, we normally hear, oh, you need to get into the system and then you can change it from within. Or like, but it's just like, no, no, no. Get into the system and just make money. Like, fuck all this changing shit. Like, don't, you're not going to change the system. Like, I'm working for people that like are clients of Epstein. I just, I just felt like it was different. It's just very clear. Like, this is the world we're in. Like, it's business. It's money. Printing biz works. Um, and that comes immediately after a scene we're going to talk about later, but it comes immediately after the Nicole and Robert scene, which I think... <laughs> Can you keep your... <laughs> this is not good analysis. <laughs> just just <laughs> this in a hurry to... Like, I just not good analysis. <laughs> oh my babe. God. I hate Nicole so much. This Anyways, go ahead. Anyway, but like obviously we'll get to the Nicole and Robert scene, but that scene just underscores the fact, which I think you mentioned earlier, just like money's king here. Right. I like the fact that Celeste is like, 
Nicole is like, one, I have the money. Like, I have, like, shut up money. I have, like, fuck you money. And I'm yeah, going yeah, to do that. Yeah. And immediately after, Celeste is like, just get into the system and make it work for you. Get the money. Like, I'm not trying to be a reformer. That's not who I am. Um, yeah, and then Yasmin, before, Yasmin meets her dad. But before that, do you have anything about that Yasmin and Celeste scene? No, no, no. I think you've covered everything. Okay, so Yasmin meets her dad for lunch and then drops the... The first big word Ooh. of the episode, in my opinion, <laughs> it generally takes him aback. She she accuses him of grooming Teresa Nani in his words. Mm. Um, <laughs> Teresa Nani, that was great. And then an incredible scene ensues. Do you want to? Do you remember when you said you loved him? I still love him. <laughs> okay, fair I enough. Still <laughs> love that he has. I still love that he has, and I think this episode made me love him again. I think I kind of fell off the yeah. that he has hype train for a bit, but like. This scene, which mm-hmm. is my best, like, it's my favorite scene in this episode. Oh, really? Oh, no. Like, it's not even, yeah, yeah. It was my favorite scene in this episode. Actually, wait, let me, let me give, give me a second. Uh, yeah, yeah. The others are great, but this is my, actually, yeah, I don't think it's, yeah, yeah, you're right, you're right. You're it's right. my favorite scene in this episode, because both the actors are, they are acting their pants off. And the writing is... Different. Oh, the writing was sparkling the whole time. So, in the scene... Mm-hmm. Um, yes, like you said, Yasmin accuses Daddy Yaz of grooming Teresa Nani. <laughs> and he, he, he looks so upset by the accusation. Like, his demeanor changes for the first time. I think we see him harden for the first time around Yasmin. Mm-hmm. And he's like, you have to retract that. And then she goes on her little tirade of like, you know, like, she was a child. When did you start liking her? When she grew when she grew tits. And one note I have is like, why are they shouting? Because, bro, they were being loud. They were being loud. When he goes, um, for fuck what? I think you said you have to apologize on something. And people yeah. turn around. And like, people turn around. And then there's a little laugh on, on, the, is on the left side. Yeah. Oh, I didn't catch that. Yeah. There's a little laugh. Um, That's hilarious. So she accuses him and basically goes into detail of how he, she thinks he groomed there is a nanny. Yeah. He's trying to defend himself, yeah. but it's not working. And then the switch up happens. Ew. He takes, Jesus Christ. Ew. He puts his glasses up and it's, oh man, thank you. I was hard, man. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I'm not going to lie, man. It Ew. Was, it did some things to me. But man. does he say like, I hope you look look at yourself. Or something he said. Whatever. He said. He said. He said. Like, oh, so you you're you can't. You were no. What did he say? He's like, we're seeing the world for it is like for what it is right mm-hmm. now. So can you see yourself? And bro, he begins to systematically take Yasmin apart. Says she says, oh, I'm trying to make it in the world. Yeah. I think that's basically her thesis, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. he he takes that <laughs> like the good writer stroke publisher he is. And he breaks. <laughs> He breaks it apart. He said, you're trying to what? First of all, you don't have any money. <laughs> you've been living your life off me for a while. Your entire life, you've been living off me. You would go around, go on holidays. 14 holidays. Spend all this money. 14 holidays it's a year. It's more, than more a, it's more than one a month. It's ridiculous. <laughs> she probably goes twice in August. Twice in September. So she does that, gives him the bill. He pays it, doesn't care. And... Like, he mentions that she never unlinked his bank account from hers. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, her earnings... Just flow into earnings, his, yeah. Flow into... Which makes sense for earlier in the season why she didn't realize they got paid. Mm-hmm. And then, he drops another bomb of <sighs> how do you think you got into Pierpoint with your average grades 
from an average, average university, university to a desk that you didn't apply for. And ah, uh, Yasmin's, Yasmin's, Yasmin's world <laughs> crumbles. Crumbles in a second. God, I was like, oh my God, what's a dressing down? This is what ridiculous. An, what an incredible <laughs> sequence. And then Yasmin does something that is entirely Yasmin. So, you know, self-righteous and kind of stupid. <laughs> she says, no, like, like she, someone has told you that you are, like, I've made you. Mm-hmm. Like, everything you think you are is coming from me. You now say, I, know, I want nothing to do with you. Bro, what do you think is going to happen next? Okay, I have some, I have a question about the logistics of this cutting off. Because she still, like, she, she still have access to our peer point money, though. Like, at least she should give her that. I mean, he might, but... <laughs> He's blocked her access to his account. It's yeah, his account. Like, for these next two, three days, she's penniless. She literally has zero to her name. Because she's dumb. Like, at least give her, like, her peer point money. Because, like, she had to borrow 20 pounds for... She's dumb, babe. Oh. Why would she do that? Also, she definitely took, like, a black cab, didn't she? She didn't just take, like, a cheap, yeah, cheap yeah. Uber. Like, you're poor, babes. Like, like anyway. But, like... To be fair, her Uber would, might have declined if the card... Oh, yeah. The card would have been... Oh, yeah, yeah. shit. That dressing... And then she calls him, like... like I don't know, you, at least I knew. When did you see her walking? Like, you know that yeah, house is yeah. locked, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was so like, there's no reason for us to watch you her walk into the house if, if it's going to open up. I was like, you know So that, yeah, you know, I was aware. Like, you know that house is, that house is locked. And then she, call, she calls you almost like, what happened? <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's another thing that really cracked me up. She seemed genuinely confused. She said, I can't get into the house. I'm like, I say, yeah, because I changed the locks, bro. And then he's crying, which is a different thing that has like, has a different kind of manipulation that we don't have the time to get into. Yeah. But who's been living upstairs then? I think they probably rented out, right? Oh, fair. Yeah, that was, yeah. I just think that she should have, like, she should have put some peer point, but I guess she doesn't teach her lesson. She doesn't put, give her a few days penniless. Actually, so before she finds out that her house is locked, she kind of has a falling out with Celeste, which she then implies this that means that oh, she's yes, at we've moved, we missed end of that, her job yeah. with peer points. Yeah. And I love how to you and I, and I don't want to speak for you, but like to you and I, Yasmin is very, she's like this very impressive, well-read, well-traveled person. Mm-hmm. Because we've, we talked about her earlier in the season, oh, it's so incredible, she's got these languages. But people like Celeste and even like her dad, she's just one of many. Mm. Like, there are so many Yasmins that Celeste is going to come across. Like, she was only important, not because of, she speaks French and German or whatever. She was important because of who her father was. Exactly. And I, I think that's like, that just shows like the difference between our worlds, like you and I and like the Celeste them world. Like, no, but then, but then I feel like that we also picked up on that, right? Like, that's one of Yasmin's like main insecurities. Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Right? That she isn't like genuinely good at her job. Like, she's a good relationship manager do you think but, like I, okay maybe maybe at fx i don't think she ever thought that yeah, at FX, at FX. yeah okay yeah, yeah. Well, pwm is just like managing relationships yeah. right yeah and, but like you need to be able to go out there and build the relationships get them in and bring them into the company like you need to win clients that kind of thing if yasmin is now saying oh i'm not gonna work with bad men anymore so that's like leaves you know, nobody else they, you're not <laughs> You're not worth anything. You're costing me money at this point. If you're now not bringing your daddy, <laughs> I'm. I don't know. I was really, I was really surprised by Yasmin's naivete in this episode. Like both those interactions, like both with her father and with Celeste, the second one. I was just like, really? The Celeste one surprised me, but the father one, not really. Because like, what did you expect her to do? I, I, when somebody tells you, "I am the source," <laughs> you relax. Yes, maybe you relax. Like, 
for Yasmin, who wants to be, what does Celeste call her? A crusader. Mm. She can't relax at that point because she's already kind of, she feels like she's started digging or she started pushing. Like she has to, <laughs> I, I wouldn't say it in that moment. If I was, let's say if I was Yasmin, I'll do it step by step. I'll probably go get my things first before I say, I want to cut you off. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, but I also think Relax. she was very, very emotional. Like he, like you can see, like he, he, he sunned her. He really made her feel like, like, like she was. I don't, I don't get banky, but like all that kind of stuff should be sobering. If somebody tells me that kind it of, it can thing, also be and, very. It can also, and be, it is true. Yeah, it's but it, not going to spur me to now go and I need to go and reflect. I need to go back. And no, you're talking about you though. You're about, yeah, like, no, I'm, that's what I'm saying. I'm talking about me. If someone is emotional and angry, you could get, like you said, you could spur them on. You could make them quite angry. But not, not everything would be like... If you're a dumbass, yeah. <laughs> well, what did you call Yasmin earlier? Um, <laughs> impulsive. What did you... What, what, what? It says self-righteous and a little dumb. Yeah, so exactly. And when that comes together, you get what happens in that <laughs> during that lunch. Yeah, man. The Celeste uh, one, I just felt like you have to... Like, come on. Like what? Like, you have to know the, who you're dealing with. Like, that's Celeste one. I was exactly. like... Exactly. Like, the father one is different because it's personal. There's a bit of, quote-unquote, grooming. All that is someone that you knew. You might have a half-sibling somewhere. <laughs> but with Celeste, like, your, it's, jo- it's your job. You know what you're doing. What are you doing? What are you doing? Like, well, you're going to quit and work where? So, that one I found was very... Very naive. And I just loved when Celeste was like, you forget how many girls there are just like you. I was like, oh, wow. Mm. Okay. She's not as special as I thought she was. Like, there are probably other girls who, maybe some of them went to Eton and Oxford and Cambridge who, who speak all the languages and have all the relations and every, relationships and everything. So And have no moral compass. No, no moral compass, yeah. I mean, look, this babe, literally the day before, you had two meetings. One was with an Arab sheikh. And the other was with a woman who was trying to sports wash through Chelsea Football Club. Like, know where you're working. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, Yasmin, long story short, gets, goes to Rishi's wedding and her and Harper finally reconnect and realize how awful they've been to each other. I love that scene. I just love <laughs> I really liked it. That's why I didn't notice the cameo. <laughs> okay, that's, that's a good idea. Hopefully he takes as he understands. Yes, I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, they realize how awful they've been to each other. and. Um, Later, the next day, or probably the next Monday, Yasmin has an earnest breakfast with Venetia where... Does she apologize? I yes. I mean, no. She asks how she is. I don't know if she apologizes. Yeah, she asks how she is. I don't, I, don't, I don't remember. I don't think she does, though. Yeah, and then she, she skips out on the bill. Um, <laughs> she looks so funny trying to do a dine and dash. Banky, have you dined and dashed before? I haven't, because... You know, really? You know me, though. You know I... That's fair. I'm not surprised by this news. Yeah, you know that I'm way too just scared to put myself in that kind of situation like i'm not because yeah. no if anything happens and all i say my thing is always like if something goes wrong what will be my excuse like you know for so long i didn't use like um Sorry. <laughs> i'm gonna bleep that um for so long i didn't use um self-checkout ah <laughs> really <laughs> because i was just like what did that the day i forgot how much is my bank card and then i and I, it just like i don't want to be i'm, I'm too scared of embarrassment i don't want to like it to be like it's not working everybody's looking at me <laughs> right that's just <laughs> look this is the thing that got to my head so i've had a self-checker for so long just for no reason but like so yeah i'm not myself in dying in that situation because i'm just like what if i'm the one that gets caught what if we all run and then it's me that they catch what would i say <laughs> what would i say to you <laughs> but yeah she dined and dines and dashes on two, about 220 pounds or something which is like mm. what, what are these guys eating Somebody ordered something that was 90 pounds. Like, what, what are you ordering? That was like Big a, boy restaurant. It was a breakfast, wasn't it? <laughs> anyway. Um, yeah, I mean, we can talk about... Yeah, just Yasmin, which she says she's probably going to leave 
Pierpoint, so uh, mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm intrigued to know what her future could hold. Um, she's obviously going to try and be a lot more independent. Which I don't know what the next few months of her life will look like. Will look like when she's yeah. looking for a job. Um, she might move in with Harper. Where? Oh, they get a place know. together. Where's Harper staying? Harper staying with Robert and Gus. Oh yeah, with Robert and Gus. Yeah, they might get a place together. But she doesn't have money to pay. No, no, they will pay her salary now. Haba. But she doesn't have a job yet. The last salary they'll pay her. Oh, okay. They'll pay her last salary, <laughs> and also if they sack her, do they do they do severance packages in this country? Why would they sack her? I don't think they'll sack her. Yeah, I don't know. So what do you mean she doesn't have a job? You think she'll just leave? She said she wants. Job? She said she might time be up now. Is that what she said? I beg her. She's not that. I mean, <laughs> she's impossible. She's she won't do that. I don't think. I don't think Celeste. I, I mean, Celeste, she might. Sure, she might. Do you think Celeste will sack her just because? I don't know, think they'll sack her. There's no yeah. reason to sack her. Yeah, she might. Like, but if I move her off the desk, yeah, yeah, that's right. Blacklist. I'm going to send her back to FX. Yeah, uh, but I don't, I don't, I don't think, I don't think they'll sack her. I the way I read it was that she wanted to leave. That's the way I read that scene. Not that she was going to get sacked. Um, which is kind of like the same with Venetia. Um, do you think that's also seen of Venetia? No, it's possible though. Fair. Like you can see her story ending here, unless obviously she has a connection with Robert next season or something. Speaking of Robert, we didn't touch on his interactions with. With Yasmin. Yasmin. But we can do that. Oh, we can do that now. We're about to go to Robert. We can do, we can do that now. If okay, I just, talk about I just thought they were nice and wholesome, so I didn't really want to get into them until we got to, obviously, the main thing. You did? Like, up to the point where it became bad, which Fair. she wasn't really in the scene. Um, oh, okay, fine. Let's talk about Robert. Let's talk about Robert. So, Robert really has two, excluding those scenes, he has two big scenes. One is when Nicole calls him and he tries to rebuff her, which is what I was talking about earlier, that got such a big reaction from from Ayo. And Nicole says, I wrote down so many like lines of dialogue from this episode. <laughs> Nicole said says, you're sat in a seat that costs a preeminent financial institution more dollars than you are worth and I've got a ticket. Bro. And I'm just like, just, like just like reading hey, you're him. my little ticket inspector. I said, what? <laughs> Others can hear this now. They are recording these calls. <laughs> This is crazy. And and she shows him the only thing that matters in, in this their world, which is money. And that she has a lot of the money. Like she has a lot of it. She has fuck you money. Um She's, that was that was a ridiculous like half scene a billion, right? Half a billion. And what does Richie say that that's like reputation changing commission? That's like Bro. What's Bro, the I can't even imagine. Do you always say what do you know what the av- what the kind of like average commission rate would be just to get one? No. So what does he I get? Mean, does he get up to a million? I mean what is a million in half a billion? What's one percent of half a billion? That's five million, right? No. Yeah, yeah. So it'll be less than that. Maybe zero point one. That's still five hundred k, sure. Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. But reputation changing. It might be one percent. Might be one percent. Yeah. Let's ask our finance consultant. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So. He calls her and then she says what she says. And my, my notes in that scene was at least I played to DVD. Like, he gave Robert the upshot. Yeah. He was yeah. like, look, it's your it's your call. It doesn't change what happened. It's lots of money. Do whatever you want to do. Um, Yeah, and then Nicole says, um, things happen. And then things are fine. Bro. Jesus Christ. Bro, what a lie. I was like, Jesus what Christ, a man. This woman. She said, she said, you see? You see? <laughs> things happen. I mean, and now then, that you have done it. Things happen and things are fine. Yeah. 
I just have my nose like what is what is in the middle? Like things happen and then things are fine. What is in the middle of that? It's just it's money. It's printing money, this. It's money. just money. It's which money. is which is why I thought it was so funny that that scene is then immediately followed by the first Yasmin and Celeste scene, which is like just getting mm. into the system and make money. Just mm. like it was just like make money. That's what matters in this state. Like just print biz. Um and then yeah, unless you want to talk about the Yasmin scenes, we can skip to Robert's like, hey Harry Lottie, this is your finale moment. This is where you get to shine. <laughs> I'll let you talk about the Yasmin scenes before we get there. Let's talk about the Yasmin scenes. Let's Yasmin, Yasmin scenes. Scene. So, Yasmin comes to see Robert when she's been, when she realizes that she can't get into her house anymore. And Robert, you know, gives her a hug, lets her in. And I think probably then takes her to Rishi's wedding. You don't think she was invited? Um, I mean, maybe. Hmm. Maybe she was. I don't, she definitely wasn't planning on going. Yeah, she forgot. She definitely forgot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So he takes her to Rishi's wedding and then they're in the bar and she says, thank you. Or basically like thanks him for allowing her to use him. And I'm just like, wow, Robert, how are we back here? Oh, wait. So do you think that meant that reference to season one? I don't know. That's how I read it. Okay. I just, I thought it was the last five minutes. I him taking her to Rishi's wedding and everything and being there for him, which no, I wasn't sure. No, it's that, but then also... Yeah, I was a bit confused also, which one it was. Yeah. Which one it was, yeah. I okay. think it's also that because his response was... The person wants mean, to be used. Yeah, mm. it felt like talking about what happened in season one between them. Yeah. And then, Yasmin uses him again <laughs> by saying, <laughs> oh, can you... Oh, I don't want... I didn't think about that like that. No, because it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. I was really upset with her because she's like, oh, thanks for letting me use you. Anyways, let me use you again. Because why? Because I'm tired. Like, no, there's nothing stopping me from going to pick up the cocaine myself. But I just, I'm just tired. I've had a long day. And Rob, in his, oh, use me mood, (laughs) decides to go. So he goes, I guess he gets on his bike and he drives or he rides quite far to Mm -hmm. get Mm -hmm. the cocaine. And probably on the way back, he's stopped by a police officer Mm -hmm. who finds the cocaine and eventually tosses him in jail. Yeah. Yeah. And then the next things happen. So first of all, like the International Code Connect, incredible. I love that. You just know that's a great touch. That's a thing that like Mickey and Conrad have heard that directly or from a friend of a friend. That's like, that's too specific not to be a real thing. I'm sorry. Like, they are rich, they are rich assholes that have that WhatsApp group. 100%. Not they to are multiple. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tons <laughs> of people, wherever you are in the world, you say, I'm here, and they get you the cocaine. So, incredible. Incredible. Um, yeah, and then, I mean, first of all, when the scene cuts to him doing the breathalyzer, I'm like, oh, Jesus. I was like, oh, Robert, what have you done? Oh, really? I wasn't even worried. Oh, wow. Because I was like, oh, no, this guy's, yeah. I think just because of the fact that, like, that's where the scene starts. So I'm like, what was mm. he doing that made them stop him? Okay. Was he like yeah. driving yeah. carelessly? Was uh, recklessly? So, yeah. So that was that was the second time I did that. Oh, in during the episode, we talked about the first time in the bit. Yeah. So obviously, when the cocaine comes up, and then that's how you know Robert didn't go to boarding school. The way he tries to pick it up, like you have to just put like, your you, sh- have, you have to put your like, leg over it quickly. It. As in, like this is how you know you didn't go to boarding school. <laughs> what are you doing, bro? <laughs> slow like what do you think was going to happen you try to pick it up and, and the police officer will not see you bending like what you do you like, pull your leg over it immediately just, uh, immediately just uh, for it. anyone who's listening that wants to know how to hide cook um, like even the whole fact that it was where his wallet was that was such a rookie mistake as well like what are yeah. you doing but I guess that's like that's just maybe that's white privilege that's like 
matches to get cut. Fair. Yeah. Fair. That part is just like, yeah, you just, yeah, where did I put it? Wherever. Uh, he probably got out cash to pay the guy. And just put it back. And the wallet was just there. He just put it back in the wallet. Like, he didn't even think about That's it. That's dumb. Yeah. That's so dumb. Um, obviously, yeah. Yeah. Like, if it was me, I'd probably put it in my shoe or something. Like, because yeah, again, yeah, like again, white <laughs> like privilege. someone that's doing something that's illegal. Yeah, <laughs> yes. yeah. Uh, but yeah, he his phone died, so he only the only person he can call to get him out is Nicole, mm. which leads us to another great scene of them in a car, and he drops the second big word of the episode <laughs> when he calls her a predator, which 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 shakes it shakes Nicole to the core. Which I said. Which I said. <laughs> you did say it, actually. I think yeah. in one of the earliest episodes this yeah. season, I was like, she's a predator and she can't help herself. And, like, when he says that, oof, it shakes her. She's like, Campbell, I didn't write out what she said, but, like, well, you have a few drinks and <laughs> you get to be handsy. And this generation are calling you predator. Um, yeah, what do you, you think about that scene, considering how much you hate Nicole and where that scene Oh, God, ends I up? hate Nicole so much. I hate Nicole so much. And she does nothing to redeem herself. Like that line is even like, she's like, oh, you know, get a little boozed. You touch a few people and now and they're like, ah, these kids, kids these days. They don't know what it was like before. <laughs> I I was interested by Robert's journey in that scene. And I, it was just too long for me to write down everything he says. Because at first he's like, you touch these people and that's what they know about you. But no, they don't have like the, the luxury of knowing you like I do and seeing you and you like, having that connection, mm-hmm. right? But he also talks about how he's one of the few that goes into her room and he sees how lonely her room is. You get what I'm saying? Like, it's lonely, not... yeah. I didn't, yeah, I didn't understand. Yeah, okay, me too. What his main, yeah. Point was, like, and I, I was trying to figure out what was it that made him change his point? Because, like, was he trying to say that she's not who she is as per the touching? Or was he trying to say that, no, that's actually who you are? Because he, well, he does, back to what he said about parents, he mentions his mom about how mm-hmm. she's this... I think he calls it unfillable void of need or something. Yeah, like that. just almost insatiable. And I think that's the first. Well, they've done it jokingly, but I think that's the first time he's really, really compared her to his mom, isn't it? Yeah, like, actually, like. So I wasn't really sure that he, those two points in isolation are very strong points, but I wasn't really sure what he was trying to make, like by connecting those points together. Mm-hmm. But Nicole gives him the option, like, get out. If that's how you really feel, but no, because Robert has his mommy issues. Robert likes Nicole. I think that's the point of this whole thing, like. Cause what does she say when he's when he's like it's lonely? She's like, yeah, and you never felt better. Mm-hmm. Like you enjoyed being in that loneliness, which is like we know that actually it's come to me now, but we know that he tried to get into Oxford for his mom. Like he's been mm-hmm. searching for his mom's validation, and then she died too early to give it to him. So yeah, obviously he'll feel comfortable in that loneliness because that's where he can like, if that's how his mom was, he gets to be at one with his that that feeling of searching for his mom's validation again. So yeah, so it's just. I don't know. I, I found that scene, even though like some parts were a bit, I wasn't sure what Robert was trying to get at, but I think just like I said, in isolation, those two things make a lot of sense and it makes sense why, to me, why he wouldn't get out of the car. Mm. Because like, I still feel like, I think another thing is that he's been, he's, he's hurt. Like everything he said there, and I think the reason why I come out like a word from him, because like everything he's trying to say since he found out that she, she touches people. Touched other people. Other people, yeah. <laughs> touches people, like just because touching people. Like he's hurt. He, he, he likes her. And, Mm-hmm. Again, I don't want to sound like an abuser apologist, but I do think she likes You're him doing as well. A really good job. <laughs> really good job. For someone who's not trying, I'm, I'm doing very yeah. well. Yes, uh, but no, I do think I do think she likes him as well. I don't think I think it's a bit different from from Venetia and Harper and everyone else. She's probably done done it too. So yeah, I mean, relationship is 
which is why I, was, I guess I was surprised by you, you are like the Rishi thing breaking because like this is a show where I'm trying to rationalize this relationship between <laughs> between Robert and Nicole. Like it's it's not Rishi cheating that's going to break me. Uh, <laughs> 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 yeah. So do you have any final thing on that scene and Robert before we we head off to our last? No, no, I think I think we covered it. Let's go yeah. to our last hero. And maybe actually I can't even say. I was going to say maybe the actual hero, but well, we'll find out. See? So, Gus, um, Gus's episode begins by Aurora informing him that the anti-competition inquiry has been stopped, which would allow Amazon to take over Fast Eight. Mm-hmm. Um, this is obviously a big blow to Gus because he's been working on this project. He's put a lot of time into it. He kind of put out, he gave up his quote-unquote passion, what he was enjoying doing mm-hmm. to work on this, you know, to further his career. Um... Yeah, and then he goes back home. And then watching this scene back, knowing what he says let, later, I want to know what you think. I kind of believe now that he, that Gus knew what he was doing when he was dropping those seeds. You think so? Watching it back, I'm like, because he, he gives information that he doesn't need to give up. He could have, it was really as angry as he put it, he could have just walked back into the room. Yeah. Obviously, I know this now because of what he says later, he admits later, which, again, we'll get to that, but to me, it, at the time, it just felt like he was trying to gain re- recognition was something that he didn't really do but watching that scene again i was like oh wait that's i think there's a line where he just mentions like fast aid or anti he says something that he doesn't need to say that like to to put harper on this on the on the on the scent almost like she was she was going cold i was like oh no 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 no, no. you need to come back this way oh i see and we also don't see what happens immediately he closes the door which in my head might just be him smiling but like yeah <laughs> she's, she's i've sent her away she's gonna do what she needs to do but yeah i mean Again, I would be me just wanting not wanting Gus to not have been duped by Harper and then getting fired for no reason. Do you have anything else for we go back when he goes back to the office? No, let's do let's do when he goes back to the office. Okay, so he goes back to the office and um this is where I left okay, before we get before we get that, Aurora confirms this is obviously after Bloom has done his thing on CNN mm-hmm. and Aurora confirms that the anti um competition inquiry is back on because of what Bloom has said. Mm-hmm. And at first she obviously acts like she's angry. I want me to read that she's angry and then she's like well done. Yeah. And if we pause at this point, yeah. I was like, wow, Bloom is mad because how is everybody happy with this move he's made? Bloom is happy. Harper and Eric are happy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now Gus is happy. Aurora is happy. Aurora is happy. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, wow. Kudos, man. And then he takes credit. Not specifically, but it's like, I can be loose lipped when I want to. And then Aurora is like, you know, I have to sack you for that. And that was when I... I couldn't believe. That was when I did my first... Why did you do that? (laughs) Well, I guess it's like, if you did good work, you want people... And because of how, I guess, how cunning she's proven to be in that scene, he probably didn't think that she was actually going to fire him. Fair. Like, she's clearly happy about it. Like, like, okay, we're shady together. Yeah. I was... When when she said after five years, I was like, I was like, oh. I was was like, oh, no. I was like, I felt so bad for him. I actually laughed. I was like, God, man, why you shoot yourself in the Well, it might be the best firing I've ever seen on TV. It was really, really good. It was amicable, wasn't it? Yeah, because he... My reading of that is that she confirms that she played him. Exactly. And I was I was surprised by that. I was like, oh. that Yeah, which is like... So she told him, look, I put the seeds for you because I figured you were going to do what you did. Mm-hmm. And then he obviously did what he did to put the seeds for Harper. And if anything, the only person in this whole sequence that was not smart or playing anyone was Harper. <laughs> no, Harper acted the way everybody expected him to act. <laughs> yeah, 
Although I'm not sure, I'm still not sure Gus meant meant for Harper to do that. I'm still yeah, I sure. think the Gus one is very hit and miss. I think you can go back go back and watch the scene and see what you I think. I've watched it twice now. I just I feel like even the way he came into the house, because why should Harper be there like in the morning? Oh no, I do I do think he was sad. I don't think he was not sad, but I think when he sees Harper there. No, not not sad. I mean oh, you think it was just like an opportunistic thing. Yeah, I think he was always gonna try and use Harper, but he didn't know she was gonna be there in that moment. Like Harper, remember Harper called him the day before asking for inside information. Harper, man. Like all you had to do was just <laughs> drop his seed during dinner or whatever and should have should have bit. Fair. So um Yeah, I don't think he wanted he knew she was there, but like when he was like, okay. And then he like take a day off or whatever he said. Um, She's so annoying. But yeah, Aurora basically played him as he played Harper, and then she, while firing him, she gives him some parting words, rejesting. She's like, "Keep jesting, you're dead. Mm-hmm. You're, you're, you might not be good at politics, but you look like you're good at politicking." Which I didn't understand. <laughs> well, so I think it's like, I don't know, it's like the ba- maybe the backdoor stuff, but not being in front. Okay, because when you're in front, you have to do. What's it called? Like, there's, like, integrity. There's all those sorts of things that you have to do. But, like, if you're doing backdoor stuff, then... Or maybe, like... I think maybe politicking is, like, you are the one twisting the knife. The operator. Yeah. You're the one doing the... Yeah, the machinations. But in politics, like, like we cause, it can be done to you. Oh, I see. Okay. So that's, that's how I read it. So it's, like, you can maybe stay behind the scenes and just do the things and slide the money on the, in the envelope or whatever. But when you're in politics and things can happen to you, there's a dinner between Gus, Leo, and, and, and Jesse in which Gus is like, I was fired. And Jesse was like, yeah, I had a feeling you would be. <laughs> oh, we can see what we can do about it. He we says li- again, which killed me. <laughs> again, was incredible. Incredible delivery. Um, which leads us to the plane bit. So what is Gus's job? Is it like Bloom's like personal secretary? Yeah. That's what I was thinking. So is he like yeah. Carolina or Jess from, from Succession? I wish I had my wine. Uh, take another shot. Let's forget. Look, forget about this final episode. Um, I, I, I let it go. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, maybe. Okay. Maybe like Jess. Okay. So my question is, is Gus happy about this job? Because it seems like he is, but I don't know why he is. I think he's happy to have a job. It seemed, it seemed more than that. It seemed like he was happy about the job. Like him looking over the, out of the window. It seemed like... But I'm like, this is so far from, from when you were happy, like helping the guy in, I think mm. it's Croydon East. I think it is a, it's a fake district that he put over there, fake council. <laughs> um, it's, it's not the same job. You know what I'm trying to say? It's like, why is... Like, he doesn't look like... Like, why oh, is this bringing him joy? Yes, yes. It looks like... He, mm. And I, it might be back to the... That's a fair question. It might be back to the political and not politics thing. Maybe he's... Actually, think about it. Maybe he's actually just shut down that side of himself. The side that likes yeah, helping that's that guy. Yeah, that's what I was feeling. And then he's just the Oxford guy who likes politicking, but not politics. And then Bloom would be politicking without the politics. A lot more lucrative, I guess. Helps him open more doors. I think, yeah, that's actually a good thing. Maybe the whole, like, a good point, sorry. Maybe the whole way he got Jess, um, Leo into Oxford felt good. So he was like, hmm, you know, I made something happen. Um, yeah. Which a lot of people don't get to say. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Then it felt good because when he, when the lecturer is like, I knew you'd be good at politics, he smiles. Mm, he like, he, he smiles, likes yeah. that. Uh, even when so, Aurora yeah, is like, say, say politics. I, I de- definitely felt good. You're right. Yeah. So I guess he's just giving up that side of himself of like, that. Like, I guess he's a, he's a man of multitudes. He can like different things. Um, is this the last we see of Gus? I really hope not. Gus and Jesse out of the show. 
I really hope not. But what do you think? No, I don't think so. So you think J Duplass comes back next season? I think I think yes, because because what? Let's go into the last last bit of the episode. Then. Okay. True. Oh, I had not put those two things together. Mm. Okay, that's interesting because. Obviously, they are going to America. And exactly. <laughs> somebody's visa is about to run out. Okay, but before we go there, before we go, let's talk about, let's talk about Jesse, please. J. Duplass. I don't think we've spoken about him in depth in episode two when you said he was a cool guy. Um, great character. Great addition. Great performance. Great lines. Like, I don't know. Should we just, like, I just want to throw some, some flowers this Jesse way. Praise, man. <laughs> like, yeah, actually, Jesse Big Praise. I don't Jesse. think we like, yeah. Fan love. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, just like, yeah, just like, and I think the last two episodes, seeing him interact more with Gus than with Harper, I was like, oh, you're a good character because you can, because you, you can work it's with everybody, can Yeah, it's a different side. Yeah, it's like, oh, yeah. this, this works. This looks good. It's good. I really enjoyed his interview, um, the scene when they're interviewing on, on CNN. Yeah. That was excellent. Um, did you actually see any of, what's his name? I forget his name. The activist investor guy that came on TV to warn people that COVID was going to tank the stock markets. Was that a real person? Oh, yeah. Yeah, Bill... Oh, you know I don't, say. like... Uh, finance news is not something I'm going to co- I'm going to follow. <laughs> I don't understand yeah. it. Oh, I didn't know there was someone like that. Okay. Wait, Joe, hold on. I love the... Um, his name. Uh, the byline and the... Not byline. What's, what's the, the word? Man. Yeah. What's the word you... Oh, I can't remember now. Like on news, the, the thing that because the ticker tape that goes on the camera is Oh, called. I think it's the ticker. <laughs> yeah, anyway, but like when they're like ethical investing, is it a bubble or something <laughs> like that? <laughs> it's really uh, but yeah, no, I thought it was good. I think it was good in that scene. Like, does he's, he really embodied, I saw, I saw a review earlier in the scene that was like he was miscast. I was like, no, he wasn't. Like, this is just, I like mm. this. I like, he's miscast because you're looking for a Zuckerberg type. Like, this exactly. is this you character. Look, or maybe they're looking for an Ackman type. Mm. But I think, I think the, I think the Jesse character. Wait, is his name uh, Bill Ackman? Person you're talking yeah. about. I swear he was referenced earlier this season. Oh, did they? I think someone I name dropped him. I think someone name dropped him. I mean, him. they might have. Yeah, because I think episode one or two. They name, name dropped Bill Ackman. But yeah, um, great. Great character, great addition, great performance. I, I hope we see him again next season. Even if he's not like an epi- um, a series regular kind of thing, just. Yeah. Irregular again, yeah. Okay, so let's let's go to the last five minutes of this episode and before we do that i want to recite what recite what eric says like during that bar scene i bring up the episode to harper um because i i think think about it, i think it really influences what he his decision towards the next episode uh, he says to harper do you feel like everything we do is a confidence game mm. i wonder sometimes are we the marks what did i build what did i make what do i leave and do i believe in any of it now and if i don't what does that leave you which is what i said earlier about legacy Mm-hmm. Um, the reason I was thinking about that was because of how that this final this episode ends the final five minutes I think um, Eric thinking of all that legacy what is are we the marks whatever and then his shock when Harper throws DVD and Rishon under the bus mm-hmm. and then realizing that like she has done some insider trading I think it's almost like I kind of need to protect you from yourself yeah like I don't want you I don't want everybody following me to be a terrible person so let's talk about the last five minutes. Harper comes in to Pierpoint and she sees that DVD's badge isn't working, which is a tough one for a boy. That's the last time we see DVD. Let's talk about let's talk about DVD in a second. My king. 
So she waits outside until obviously he's disappeared. And then she goes into the building and she sees Rishi at the desk. Mm. Then Eric comes to grab her for one of their regular chats. And actually, do you know what I got really fixated on in this in this sequence? What? Harper's top, her shirt. Really? I feel like I've seen it before. I think it's what she wore in episode one when she first goes back to the uh, office. And if it okay. is, I didn't have time to do proper research, but if it is, that's incredible storytelling. If like what she wore the first time she came back to the office and last time at the office is the same thing. Spoilers. It, yeah, I mean, if it is, shout out to Colin, um, Colin Glennon, who is the costume designer. But yeah, when did you realize that something was up? Um, when Rishi is there. I was just like, oh, something is wrong now. <laughs> because something is wrong. Like, there's no, there's no two ways about it. Yeah. Rishi can't just be there. And then Eric brushes it off when she asks him, oh, why is Rishi back? He's like, oh, I found the head count. I was like, oh, man. That was me. When he says, I found the head count, I'm like, not only something wrong, like, something's wrong for Harper. I'm like, so Harper, you're in trouble at this for point. Her. Yeah. When it was like, I found the head count. This is this antithesis of what they had sold to Adler. Adler. There's no finding headcount. <laughs> Do you think Rishi knew or knows about everything else? I think so. Because his his response was... Actually, no, maybe not. Maybe his response was based on, oh, I thought we were going to New York, but here I am. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But I thought initially when I was watching it, I was like, oh, maybe he knew because his response was, ah, I should be asking you, Aspe. <laughs> yeah. You try to get me and now it's going to happen to you. But yeah. Yeah. So obviously when he says... I've I found the head count. I'm like, okay, Harper is in trouble. But I didn't see what happened coming. I didn't at all. Yeah, neither did I. Neither did I. When she walks into that room, what are you thinking? I think that I thought, you know, the whole time that they're walking, I was like, oh, he's taking her to Pierpoint Services. Oh. That was what I was thinking. Oh, that is, wow. Like, he's going to force her to sit down and talk about her feelings. That's a very generous reading on both characters. I, that's I can't, <laughs> so that's like, so nice of you to think that. <laughs> I thought she was in trouble uh, for the insider trading. But I thought it was going to be like very low-key trouble. Not, nothing too serious. Yeah, yeah. Peer point seven, that's what I'm happy for you. This is why you're, this is why you're so wholesome, your heart. This is why you can awesome be angry guy, this why you can be angry with Rishi because he always took yeah. the breath. <laughs> And he was like, he's going to give her forced therapy. Oh, what? I was like, yeah, maybe he's going to like leave her here and they will do their work and she'll have to do this and probably take time off and maybe join them again beginning of season three. Fair enough. Uh, But yeah, up to the point, up to the point the guy says the thing. I'm still, I'm thinking what Harper is thinking. You're thinking what Harper thinks. He dropped and I was like, wow, I had forgotten about it. I was like, I was like, wow. And then, can we just talk about Mihala and Ken in this scene? Oh, so good. Because, she was so oh good in this God. episode, but especially in this scene. This scene and when she's trying to sell, like, that she's being genuine. Like, when she's trying to get Rishi to buy Raikan, and she's like, oh, look, like, she looked so panicked. I thought that was just an excellent performance. Ken Long, let's talk about him first. His almost uncomfortability with what he's doing. He feels so sad, <laughs> but he almost feels like he has to do it just, like, yeah. for actually for her own good. And... When he utters those lines at the end, I have to let you go, you're fired or whatever. Oh, Jesus Christ. Like, even for the moment he, he's walking through the, like, through the bullpen and he, like, <laughs> he blanks Kenny and then he has a headache <laughs> on the, at the, at the lift. It's just like, oh my God. Yeah. I've been under the weather. I was like, oh. And yeah, and Mihala is just so good in this scene. It's just really good. Like, it's just really good. Like, from the moment she goes in and she's like shouting to, to Eric and is like, not shouting, begging to Eric is like, um, 
I didn't know Bruno was going to do that. Yeah. He's like, Harper, stop. Like, relax. Don't make it worse for yourself. Yeah. <laughs> and then, like, the like moment, that one you can go to jail for. This one is just like, like you know. <laughs> when he mentions the thing about her degree, I don't even think Harper is relieved. Like, I, I feel like she might even be. Make it might even be worse too. I don't even know. I can't read it. Oh no, I think it must be worse. It must be worse, right? Yeah, because maybe it's not trading. Is like okay, yeah, she can talk her way out of like, that as just yeah. printing biz. This one is like your visa is really, really revoked. Yeah, that was that's where they have to sack you. That was that was just a great. I, I did not like that was hey, that was like that was an incredible ending to this, to this episode to this season to this season. Yeah, I wouldn't lie. Like on the first watching, I was a bit disappointed okay. that that was the silver bullet that they used to you know because i i loved everything about where the story gets to but it's like really the degree really because i think if you remember when we we're doing our recap we we're like i really hope this doesn't come up again mm-hmm. i don't want it to be a specter hanging over her head anymore and i think this puts the nail yeah like, i think, this, is I think now, that yeah. this puts it firmly done but like yeah i was initially i was like oh i don't really like because that. i think then, the thing is like this was the only time they could have done it. Yeah, exactly. Like, that was all season three say. or season yeah. four, because then we, we become sweet, right? So it's like <laughs> this was, and it makes sense because like you're not telling a show if like she's just gonna get away with this, like Abba. Like what? Are, what are you actually? What are you actually writing? So yeah, it, ma- it makes sense. I I think you're right. This season two is the only time that something like this can. It just came out of the blue. Like I think she's mentioned it once or twice this season. Maybe once when she was talking with her brother, but apart from that, like she hasn't really. So just like, oh, I was like, oh, wow, this is a thing. It hasn't come up. That uh, actually happened, yeah. Great exclamation point to end the episode and end the season. And so a really, really good season. I think, yeah, one of the best second seasons of a show I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Bar none, like in terms of comparing it to season one. But remember last week when we were recording, you asked me, oh, which other show has done such a jump? Yeah. Season one to two. And... I felt like an idiot because it only came to me today, like as we're pre- as 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 we're preparing to record this. Mm-hmm. You mentioned the show in last week's episode, Halt and Catch Fire. Oh, really? They did a jump like season that. one was fine. Season one was fine. Like it was good. I enjoyed the vibes of the characters. The story was yeah, you know, it was there. But season two, fuck me. Fair enough. Fair they take it. They take it to another level. It becomes a great show in season two, and it's a workplace drama as well, isn't it? Yeah, I haven't seen. You know, I haven't seen. Actually, speaking of, there's another show I haven't seen, but I, I think I've heard that it does a jump like this as well. Which one? Leftovers. Does he have a jump like that? Bro, that's another one. Between that's one another two. good one. That's that's another. Really I mean, look, it's great. One. It's in great company. If if, if, if that people he's, he's pulling rank with, leftovers. Ah, but leftovers, one. leftovers is interesting because leftovers just it keeps getting <laughs> it keeps getting better. Leftovers kept getting better. And weirder, which is really, really interesting. It's really hard for a show that's to do that. That's a difficult balance to do. That's a very it's difficult really balance. It's really hard for a show to do. to do that. But like season three, the final season of Leftovers was super weird, but excellent, excellent television. Yeah. Yeah. This season is just like, uh, the jump makes no sense to me. I can't, I just have, I haven't seen a show do it. And I talk about this, it sound, I get so hyperbolic because it sounds like I'm just throwing, but like, I, I can't think of a show that has done this. Every show that makes a good step up in their season, we're like, okay, I saw those threads. I did not see these threads coming in season one. I did not see you becoming this show. Like, so I'm just, and again, after I say, I also have to put the caveat that I really like season one. <laughs> yeah. We wouldn't be doing this. I don't sound like I hated season one, which I did not, obviously, but like, mm. I liked season one, but like, I just, I just didn't see this this come up. But yeah, and that was, it's, the, it's, it's the same 
like it's a similar thing for Hot and Catch Fire. Season one, I really liked, mm. but more so because first of all, I like the world, which is almost the same for industry. And secondly, I really like the characters. There's also four leads in that show. Oh. So there are a lot of... Well, it was one of, like, refer- one of their influences, so I guess it makes sense. Yeah. Um, should we talk about DVD quickly? Just like, if we're ever going to see him again. Shout out DVD, man. Yeah. My boy, pure of heart. <laughs> I was talking to my... You bleep this part. I was talking to my... You didn't uh, have to say it. If you're just like, anyway. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I was talking to my... Beep yesterday. Um, about industry season season two episode seven yeah and we're talking about dvd's reaction to hearing nicole had molested harper yeah and i was just like my poor boy is so pure he's so pure of heart did she agree with you she didn't because <laughs> <laughs> she she completely disagreed she read it you know what's interesting about tv she read it in a completely in a way that i would never have read Wait, it. how did she read it she said that well, she she tied things together that may or may not be um, related. She mm-hmm. was thinking that he's assigning that, um, he's giving that more weight than it, it needs to be because he's still hung up on the fact that she cut him off after Berlin. So he's like, oh, this is the reason that she cut me off. Not that she's not into me. It's because... <laughs> wow. And I was like, oh, I've never read it that way. Like, so never. I was reading a review, I think... I'm not going to mention the review because I can't, I'm not, I don't want to tell you a lie, but I think it was written by a female writer. And then she said, she read that scene by saying that for a moment, DVD seems more preoccupied with the fact that Harper shared this with Robert and, and not him. Mm. And then he switches back, which is again, a third different interpretation none of us has I even would, I would have never read that. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. I mean, but what, what is, like, what was her response to why he was crying then in the store? I didn't have a good just just stress. <laughs> I we guess. don't really talk about that. Yeah, yeah. Wow, that's I guess that's on. But yeah, man. I mean, obviously, for our love of DVD, I'm love choosing DVD, to maintain love Aubrey Graham, pure of heart. I'm choosing. I'm choosing to maintain our what our interpretation of that scene. <laughs> My initial reading. Yeah, <laughs> because we always love him. But again, look, as any great character, I just hope we see him again next season. I can see a situation where this is the end of his story. I hope not. Yeah, same. And then he has like a. Um, Daria kind of pop up in season two, season three, but I hope I do hope it's seen. I just feel like it works so well with this scene and the scene. Like it's yeah. I mean, obviously a lot of Americans on this show, but it's always so weird or difficult. Which again goes to Bloom, just bring an American into a show that is so firmly set like this in in British culture and in it's London. Really British, yeah. And then they just work. Like there was a scene, like that Adler scene. There were three Americans just talking about in a London bank. Like it's like okay, this is just the show. Um, but yeah. Any final, before we go into our lines, any final thoughts on just the show in ten, general, the characters? Let's touch on, let's do ratings of the, the heroes, the heroes' journeys in this season. Such a random, random so, long thing to say. So Harper, yeah. out of 10, what'd you give her journey? You know I hate rating. What'd you, what, what's that? <laughs> I only did that to stress you out. Oh, so you do? <laughs> I don't really want your rating. Okay, thank you. Let's, let's keep because that. Because I, I wanted you to panic. <laughs> well done. You've done that. So successful. Um, yeah, no, I think, but just in general, I think everybody's storyline. Look, I am biased because I love this show right now and I love this season, but I just think everybody's storyline worked well. I think even the guys that seem to have like less screen time, like maybe Gus and, and Robert, just, Robert, it just worked. It just, when they needed like, when when to show up, they showed up. Like they're like 
like Robert might have little things in in episodes, but like as a story, as a season worth of story, it's very good. Like mm-hmm. dealing mm-hmm. with his mommy issues through Nicole, impeccable stuff. Um, yeah, I just I enjoyed every everything. I I happy that they brought back all four because it have been very easy to not bring back Ghost, for example. Or yeah, so I just yeah I enjoyed the entire season. I like I'm interested to see a season where I mean I was gonna say where Harpan he has been our friends, but. Harper might never be in the country, so God knows. Um, maybe we'll finally see Harper's mom, I guess, next season. Probably. Yeah, which that character has a lot, a lot to live up to <laughs> in, terms of, in terms of being a wicked witch. Okay, quickly, overhead lines. Do you have any? Uh, no, I think my favorite lines in this episode were heard. I mean, we already talked about the entire conversation between Rishi and Danny. Okay, we didn't talk about it. Let's talk about bar. it. It's on my list. Ridiculous. Which one? The, when he, when Rishi's telling the story about him walking in on his parents having sex, that's and incredible. Then, that's incredible. That is like what you did. Like Danny asked him, "Oh, did you did you just turn or walk away?" And like, no, I I went up to him. I said, "Go easy on her, bro." <laughs> Rishi. Then earlier in that scene, no, no, the scene before, Rishi is like to the bartender, "Are you storing any oversized barmaids over there?" Over there, which obviously makes Eric laugh. Um, then there's a bit also links into another overheard line when mm-hmm. Rishi's talking about how hungover he is in the morning I didn't hear what he said there oh my god oh, I heard He's that like, part but I didn't hear the, the I was so hungover I needed to load up some extremely questionable images to get myself going this morning and then I think whoever he's talking to maybe it was Danny I think it was Danny asked, it was Danny asked him oh what did you do he was like I needed to get some professional women but like big women Really, really big. I'm talking big. I said, "What?" I didn't catch that at all because I just lost. Rishi. I lost track of what he was saying. <laughs> oh my god, Rishi, man. Um, and then in that scene, right before they talk about Rishi working on his parents having sex, Danny's like, "I almost got married myself once." Yeah, and then I don't hear anything he said. I didn't. Hear and then that, Rishi but... responds, "That's heavy, mate." So now I need that episode. I need that. I'm sorry. We need Conrad and Mickey, I need that. I need that thing of what happened to Adani. <laughs> what was so heavy? <laughs> um, okay. One more. or well, not one more, but then this is between Jackie and Kenny. When Kenny tries to shake uh, Eric and Jackie's like, the, the big man just blank you. <laughs> and Eric is like, sorry, Kenny's like, honestly, just give me a bottle of whiskey and a fucking gun. Jackie's yeah. like, Nah, I can't see you doing yourself like that. You're more of a hose in the exhaust kind of guy. <laughs> Kenny's like, Jackie, I drive a Tesla. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know I ever missed that? That's really good. It was a whole conversation. It was a whole back and forth. That's really good. And they weren't really on screen. Good. It was just so good. Um, yeah, and then, okay. I have lines for you. It's when... I don't think you would have caught this. It's when um, Harper and... Eric are uh, walking to what you thought was Pierpoint Services. I got it. So someone in the office says, what's yeah. the next 12 months? And somebody replies, we need to make Pierpoint the market leader in ethical investing. Exactly. And then the person replies, good. Do you know who said that? I caught the, that one. Do you know who said those lights? No, who? Conrad and Mickey. Really? That's definitely Conrad and Mickey. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I heard the voice. I was like, I was like, they've been on this podcast. I had the, I had the Leo, I was the Leo meme. I was like, oh, they've been on this podcast. I was, I was definitely Conrad and Mickey, um, nice. speaking those lines, which is, which I, I guess makes sense. It, it was really good because of the ticker. What, what do you mean? Oh, yeah, yeah, th- yeah, yeah. Because I only caught that later. Or rather, I, think I only caught the ticker later. On second because watch, of, yeah. Because I got that, yeah. Which makes sense. I guess, so I guess Richie doesn't have friends outside work. 
because his best men work at peer points. Because <laughs> he makes his best man at peer points. Fair, fair. Um, yeah, I don't know. That's like, do you have any final thing? That's, I think that's a good, I think we've, I feel like we've covered this season. I don't know if there's anything we haven't touched on. No, I think, I think, no, I think we've done the season. I think this episode was excellent. I don't think we said that, but yes. They stuck the landing, all that. Like, yeah, I think this was a great episode, great finale. I think, look, we can't believe at the point, but I think this is like, even forget, forgetting the jump, I think this is a great season of TV on its own. Full stop, yeah. Like, yeah. just a great season of TV. Like, I think there was a point where, no free ads, was a point where AV Club gave them like three straight A's or something stupid. Like, it's just like, so, yeah. Which, which, I don't know if, I don't know how deep you guys are into AV Club lore, but the last time I saw that happen was season five, part two of Breaking, Breaking Bad. Bad. Fair enough. I don't think I've seen that. Maybe Succession. Maybe. I don't even know. I don't even know if Succession has reached that. Three straight A's is ridiculous. I feel like there's a point of getting people so, so, so they have to break. They have to break. Yeah, they yeah, break, to break it. Like, we can't yeah, give it on that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I feel them. I feel them. <laughs> uh, I mean, there's some points this season where I'm like, I have to calm down a bit. I can't keep on shouting at 10 about this show because they just always like, we can't take your, we can't take your recommendation seriously because it's just over the top. Yeah. Um, Ayo, thank you very much. Not only for this episode, but like, for this season, just a peek behind the curtain. Like, obviously, Ibuka, Chene, are just kind of busy with their schedule. So I wasn't really sure I could make this industry thing work, but I was able to do it. And like, yeah, thank you very much for, for, for this run. It's been a pleasure. You're welcome. Thank you for having you've been, me. You've been great. I've loved you. It's been the highlight of my year. <laughs> so far. Knock on wood, it's done. You've said it. <laughs> Take it. For those who so care, far, let them let, let them hear what he said. at the end of the year, um, so that might also be an, a highlight. But we'll see. No, it's happening next year. True, but you always that everything that's happened up to now is not as significant, which is just fine. I, I take that. I mean, yeah, yeah fair. <laughs> okay. It's not every day you get to talk to makers of a HBO show. It's not. It's not. And yeah, like thank you to the listeners. You guys have listened to this episode. Like this has been. The most we've got like feedback online about any of our shows, like fan love. So actually, I've had people like DMing me, DMing us about fan liking this. What are you saying, fan love? Fan love. <laughs> I'm trying to do ADR about liking these episodes and liking our coverage on the show. So that, that obviously means a lot. I tried to. I think I replied to everyone. Just like it really means a lot that you guys actually listen and also reply because I'm always scared that the the numbers on the audience listenership is are just bots. So it's good to know the actual people watch listening to it. Um, but yeah, no, thank you so much for that. Like this episode and liked it enough to recommend to people because I, from the numbers, you can tell that people actually recommend it. So thank you very much. And most especially, like, thank you to Conrad and Mickey. I don't know if you're listening to this, but first of all, not thank you, not, not just for this season because it was a great season that we've, we've, we've said many times, but thank you for coming on after episode five. Thank you for constantly supporting us on social media. That was just like, yeah, things that you don't, you don't have to do. So thank you very much for just. Helping us and supporting us. And yeah, I'm excited for season three. My, for your constitutional campaign for industry season two started last week. So yeah, I'm about to buy some billboards. I'm on that train. Mm. But yeah. I the travesty that was this year's Emmys shall never be repeated. Affliction shall not rise Oh again. my God, what? Ayo, <laughs> hey, thank you very much for coming on. And guys thank you for listening and yeah join us next week when i don't know how he will top uh conversation with mickey and conrad oh, we'll be joined by 
the great Daniel Kaluuya. Bye guys.